Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Lauren Petrullo from Mongoose Media, the modern media agency with growth and launch focus solutions. Lauren, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Seth. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How'd you get started? Uh, fun fact, I was fired and needed Congratulations. a job. Thank you. Uh, didn't feel that way at the time. Uh, but when I was like, oh, I don't want to fill out job applications. And people I'd previously worked with came up and said, well, can I hire you? I said, yes. And that was five and a half years ago. Okay. Um, well, congratulations on that. So tell us a little bit about Mongoose. Um, we are a digital marketing agency based in Orlando, Florida. We work with a lot of e-commerce brands and hospitality brands by nature of where we're physically located and my background experience working with Disney and um, nearly every major hotel group that's based in Florida. Um, and we have five different teams we service from FCO, social media, uh, PPC, marketing automation, creative services. We do quite a lot, but are really, really uh, well known for the work that we do with large SKU e-commerce stores because there aren't that many people managing product volume of thousands and thousands of different SKUs in a way that's not, uh, it's, it's a different kind of league, I guess. And a lot of folks stick to like one to 50 different SKUs and it's not the same kind of experience. Got it. Okay. So let's unpack that. Cause I think you packed a lot into a very short answer. <laughs> so you said, so you said, uh, because of my work with Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I uh, was an innovation catalyst for the Walt Disney Company. I also worked for Disney Institute, which was their business development arm. Uh, so it's a, an amazing experience that I had. I was part of uh, a team of seven on an in-house idea agency. So we were part of the marketing team. We partnered with uh, folks like the SVP of Cruises, with the president of Disney Vacation Club, the CMO of Disney like hand wrote me in a little nice thank you card. So uh, my experience at Disney working on their in-house idea agency and the marketing projects I got to be a part of uh, kind of launched my success with other really big brands that I later had the chance to work with. Well, that is absolutely incredible. Um, congratulations. I'm sure we could do a separate interview on all the things you learned there. <laughs> um, talk a little bit about who, what, what is your role at Mongoose? Um, well, I mean, my business card says founder, 
but my actual role is like I'm in charge of cash clients and content. Um, the biggest thing is being cash, making sure that our team of over 30 individuals that work with us uh, get paid on time all the time. And um, I am the main focal point for a lot of our bigger clients. So I just am cash attribution and client facing. But really, when I explain it to my friends who aren't in marketing, I said, essentially, I'm an HR and I'm a bank. Like I'm recruiting people all the time to join our firm. And then I'm a bank in terms of like paying the different services and team members that we have. Okay. So I'm I got confused. I apologize. You had said you got fired and some people said, Hey, you're hired, but you said you are a founder. So talk to mm. me. So I'm so catch me up on what I missed. When did you, you got fired? What inspired you to start Mongoose? Um, I had clients that were already asking to hire me and my friends to do work for them that I had previously done at an agency and to bring on their skills and services of people that were within my network. And it grew from like this freelancing type of position to a full-blown agency. Within uh -huh. like okay. That makes more sense. All yeah. right. So left left the company that you were working for, had clients demanding your services and other people mm -hmm. started Mongoose. All right. Now who you talked about the work you're doing with large skew e-commerce stores. Mm -hmm. What is it about that? I mean, that's a larger volume of work, as you mentioned, than someone with a skew of 10 or 20. Um, how did you arrive at that area of specialization? Uh well, we've been referral based for the last five and a half years. We've actually had no need and actually ability to advertise because we get so many referrals every month. And when we had cracked the code on six really, really large uh, food and beauty suppliers of like what their brands were and how we were able to accelerate their brands to multiple new commas, uh, it kind of became an easy deferred referral. Oh my gosh, please. Can you give me Lauren's information? How the heck did you blow up to three new 300,000 square foot warehouses in a matter of 16 months? Oh, Lauren helped. Here's her contact information. Well, that would certainly be a winning endorsement for sure. <laughs> can you, I mean, 300,000 square feet sounds incredible. Can you talk a little bit about that case study? Sure. So uh, one of the brands, this is a food brand, they're a specialty food brand uh, based in the UK. They sell all across Europe and have actually expanded to Australia, the Middle East. Um, and they were working with a variety of stores. They'd actually been selling only on Amazon and Amazon keeps a large portion of their sales. So they were looking to do direct to consumer, which we had done with some of the brands they actually buy from. Uh, so we built them a website and within six months, they went from selling 1,500 pounds a month to 150,000 pounds a month in uh, new customer sales. Uh, so that was a really great chance for us to say, well, hey, this is how we want to look at it in a different environment because your Amazon buyer is shopping a variety of different suppliers. So let's take those Amazon principles, bring them to the directofcommerce.com website and then it just blew up like wildfire because every idea, every theory that we had just kept proving itself over and over again. And what a lot of large SKU stores do is they neglect the upsell, the cross-sell, and the ability to help their customers find the product they're actually looking for 
And so once we got deeper into the search and the product value, we untapped stuff that we still don't see on the majority of large SKU stores we audit or come across. So if you're building individual upsell, cross-sell paths for each SKU or category of SKUs, that could, obviously sounds like a lot of manual labor. Um, how do you staff for that? How do you pull that off? Uh, so we treat for larger SKU stores collections almost the way most e-commerce stores look at product display pages individually. So we use a host of different apps because we work with almost exclusively with Shopify stores. We do have Magento and WooCommerce brands, but I'm telling you it's Shopify is the easiest and most cost-effective solution for a lot of these brands. Um, but we leverage a whole host of Shopify apps that allow us to pull in through AI not AI, like Gen AI that everyone's been talking about in the last six months, but like through AI tools that have been around for several years based off of uh, user behavior and demographic data that's available across all of their network of apps to give suggested recommendations. Uh, but also we've drilled down into having this like SOP of products because you still need to have the product display page, PDP, operate at a minimum level. So we go into a tagging structure and use uh, a variety of database tools uh, in terms of staffing where we have a database manager, we have uh, Shopify liquid coders specifically, and then we have a UX UI team in which they can merge all the data at the product level to display in a collection format that sounds really, really complicated the way I'm describing it, but it's you know less than a four day build. It's just organizing all the data that's already available and presenting it to the users on the site in a way that's digestible and unique to what their actual shopping behavior is telling the store. That is absolutely incredible. Now, other than neglecting the upsell cross-sell path, are there any other big mistakes that you're coming across that large Shopify stores yeah. and e-commerce stores are making that you're helping with? I would say the two biggest mistakes after neglecting collections, I mean, they're the most underused uh, website page because they think the PDP is the money page. And so you're like, cool, you'll sell one thing. But if you if you have the collection focused on, you'll sell more than one. Um, but the two biggest ones is the navigation and the search itself. So the navigation side of most uh, e-commerce websites are based off of what they initially built the website and brand on. They don't allow for mega menus or deep menus based off of product categories. And then depending on the variety of different offerings, having more than one menu, it's almost having like five or six home pages, but home pages for that product category. So if you're in like the home development space, you'll have a separate home page for tools, a separate home page for gardening, a separate home page for like painting, because the people that are shopping know that they can get other materials, but it's almost like they're going to this niche store inside your larger mall. So I think of it as uh, e-commerce brands with large SKUs neglect the navigation on their site and don't think of their store as a mall with a kiosk and a map. They think of their store as just, oh, everyone knows we have everything. They'll find it because users are the smartest people ever to navigate their website. Um, and then the second thing is I think having a smart search uh, integration to your store because people will use search. They're so accustomed to looking and asking for what they want and then having what they're seeking uh, 
brought to them immediately. I mean, especially with the emergence of ChatGPT, everyone is just give me what I want right now. And customers fail to find what they're looking for. You'll fail to find them as a customer every time. So search bar and navigation. That is that that makes a lot of sense. In addition, so those all sound like internal optimization. Is that correct? And do you do anything external in terms of helping on like the traffic driving and conversion to first time purchase side? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad you asked that because one of the biggest, okay. My dog is saying hello. One of the biggest drivers to external traffic to the site that we've had a lot of success with has been through SEO initiatives through either Pinterest, which is a social media SEO hybrid. Um, it's a site that I know every single large SKU store that we've ever audited or that has approached us for work has neglected. Um, you can connect your catalog and Pinterest will start making pins for your product. So when we have clients with 2,000 to 50,000 SKUs, you get overnight 50,000 pins on Pinterest, which has more active daily users than LinkedIn, like three times more daily active uses on LinkedIn. And then the other component that we've had a lot of success with for our large SKU stores is leveraging uh, blogs on their website. A lot of e-commerce stores think, ah, I just want to sell right away. And they're not interested in that top of funnel new user information. But when someone is seeking out, for example, lawn care, they want to know before they buy the average consumer wants to become a subject matter expert lately. And when you have multiple products that can serve, how do you set up your summer garden in an arid climate to be beautiful and boastful of a variety of colors? You can sell a variety of different products to service that consumer's end goal in a way that um, a product display page can't. And what we've seen in other case studies has been like, we've been able to grow these large SKU stores from 2,000 organic visitors a month to over 100,000 organic visitors a month in just over a year using content leverage through AI um, and blogs that are shoppable themselves. So they the blogs are generating thousands of dollars of sale, predictable without having to spend any money on very expensive key terms. That is absolutely incredible. You know, you've achieved so much success for your own agency and more importantly for your clients. What's your biggest challenge now? Um, I think the biggest challenge right now is based off of uh, the iOS 17 updates. It's just being aware of third-party changes that make a drastic impact to our current marketing efforts between third-party agencies like uh, the iOS updates. And then I live in Florida. There's a lot of legislational changes that are going to severely impact current marketing tactics. That's staying on top of everything is the challenge. Yeah, for sure. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Um, I think what I like best about what I'm doing um, is, oh, Best. I'm trying to think of like one. There's a few. Uh, honestly, because we're remote and we've been remote for over five years, uh, the flexibility of being able to service our customers both at home in the U.S. and international. I mean, I just spent two months in Italy working from a different Wi-Fi router. So the ability to help brands, regardless of where they are, who they're selling to, or where I physically am, is my favorite favorite part of this job. Awesome. For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? 
Uh, so mongoosemedia.us is my website and uh, LinkedIn and Twitter will probably be the most active social media platforms I'm on. So it's Lauren E. Petrullo. Awesome. This has been Seth Green with Lauren Petrullo of Mongoose Media. Um, we know your time's incredibly valuable. Thank you for joining us. Thank everybody for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>